Welcome to the July 5th, 2009 edition of Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. This week, Catherine reports on the Jonas Brothers concert. We talk about how to overcome stress in our lives and more. That's right. Thanks for joining me for Take Him With You. Catherine's here today to talk about the Jonas Brothers concert she went to. I'm going to talk about my trip to Lake Quinault in the rainforest here in the Northwest. Huckleberry ice cream. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Jeff Goldblum and the new uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent and backing up our hard drives. Important stuff. Plus, how to deal with stress in our lives. All that and more right after this. <laughs> No, I don't think he likes you at all. No, I don't like you either. (laughs) I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because it's not much dialogue. And because George Lucas didn't write all the (coughs) dialogue. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Ah, the Anomaly Ladies, Geeky Girls, and they are cool. You're going to want to listen to their program. It's very cool. Well, it's time to find out what's going on around Rick's house on Take It With You. Well, after weeks of anticipation, she went, ladies and gentlemen, and I've got her here in the studio to talk about... Catherine's trip to the Jonas Brothers. You went all the way up to the Tacoma Dome, and you got to see the Jonas Brothers in concert. What was it like, Catherine? Awesome. Did they sing that song? Yeah. Did they? Did it sound as good in concert? I think so, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your experience. You drove up, you ate at a nice restaurant, and you met some friends. What's the first thing that happened when you got to the Tacoma Dome? Um, I went to the pre-party that was um, like at 4.30 or something. And what did you do at the pre-party? We got to like stand in line for a long time in the, <laughs> wow. the hot Ooh, sun. Yeah. And, and but wait, I got a free poster. Oh, and, and you got a free poster? That's cool. Mm-hmm. And what was it of? The Jonas Brothers. A bunch of the pictures of the guys? Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, you, oh my gosh, what do you have on you? Fake tattoos. <laughs> you have fake tattoos of the Jonas Brothers. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. So, okay. So then what did you see standing in line? We could put the picture up on the blog. What did you see while you were standing in line? Um, the tour bus. The what? The bus. The bus that they that they ride on? Mm-hmm. And were people riding on it? Yep. That's kind of cool. So we'll show up. You got a picture of that, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll put that up in the blog so you can see. So, okay. So you got to go to the concert and you got to listen to their music. Who else was at the concert besides the Jonas Brothers? Oh, Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks from American Idol? Yeah. And how was she? She was pretty good. Yeah? Did you like it? And tell me about the stage setup. How did they have how did they have uh, everything set up? The stage was awesome. At first when the other bands played it wasn't, you know, like all fancy and everything though. Mm-hmm. But when the Jonas Brothers got on, it was like amazingly awesome. <laughs> it like one side came up like I don't know how to explain it exactly. Well, we can put a picture on the blog yeah, and people can it, see it. It came up and then um, the other side had like this little thing that also came up, except, oh, that's okay. Um, it came up, but it was a little different. It was like a, um, how do you say it? 
I don't know. Um, I don't know, but it was really cool because it like sprung around. Oh, into so the, the stage was in the middle of the Tacoma Dome. Yeah. It wasn't on the side, so uh-uh. it was in the middle, so that every they, so they did the concert in the yeah. round. Yeah, and like there was this like thing on the side that came up and it like spun around and they like were shooting water at people. Really? Or soap or something? Was that and cool? Then, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And then um, the very middle, it had like a rotating thing mm-hmm. that so that it like went round and round so that everyone could see it. Oh, so everybody so, got to look at the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And then the very, very, very middle, it came like down so that they could get on stage. Oh, so they like had elevators and everything so that they hydraulic mm-hmm. so they could put the guys up through the middle of the stage. Wow. They even had like a little trampoline. Do they have like fireworks and stuff and pyrotechnics um, and all well, that jazz? Not fire fireworks, but like this really cool thing that had water come down mm-hmm. that made shapes and everything. Oh, that's cool. Really lasers cool. and stuff. And they had lasers and. But the water thing was really cool. Oh, wow. Gosh. State of the art Jonas Brothers. Way to go. Well, okay. Tell me. I'll tell everybody on the podcast. What was your favorite moment of the Jonas Brothers concert? Favorite moment. Kodak moment right here. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's lots. Well, cool what is your favorite? What was your favorite part of the concert? Uh, probably when they sang Love Bug. Love Bug. They did sing Love Bug, the song uh-huh. that you liked, huh? Well, there you go. Okay. So that, I guess that would be appropriate. Now, um, it's kind of cool the way that this all happened because you wanted to go to the concert, but we were kind of going, ah, it's kind of a lot of money and stuff. And so tell us, how were you able to go to this concert? What happened? We have some awesome friends that gave us tickets. And they waited. They waited online and waited uh-huh. right till... It was till... like the special deal. Yeah, there was a special deal. And they did they sell out of tickets at the concert? I I think so. Yeah. They like were sold out like right after they. And so some friends actually gave you and mom tickets to go mm-hmm. and paid for gas and everything, didn't they? Yeah, and dinner. That was awesome. So what would you like to tell those friends right now? Thank you. Yeah, you could tell she had a good time. <laughs> okay, so all right. So do you recommend people? This is the the new album that the Jonas Brothers have is called Lines, Vines, and Trying Times. Lines, Vines, and Trying Times, and there was a good message throughout the whole concert. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Okay, so we'll play a little bit of the love. What is it called? Love Bug. Is that the name of the song? Love Mm -hmm. Bug? Okay. We'll play a little bit of that as we go out. So uh, thanks, Catherine, for reporting in on the Jonas Brothers concert. Thank you. Watch this love bug again. Hopeless, head over heels in the moment. I never thought that I'd get hit by this love bug again. Yeah, they got home like 12.30 in the morning, and I'm not sure. Fell asleep till like 2 in the morning. She was so excited. Uh, anyway, her and Amy had a great time. Met some friends up there. Uh, Eva and her family went as well, and that was it was always fun, you know, to go to a concert. I kind of think next time she goes, I want to go, because I heard these special effects were really cool, and I'd probably like it. I know it sounds weird, but I kind of like that kind of music anyway. So, uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Hey, guess what? I got to go on a trip to Quinault. I was asked to come and speak at a gathering out at Quinault Valley Chapel um, in the rainforest. We are about an hour away from the rainforest here in Aberdeen. And we get in our car and drive out to Quinault. It's beautiful out there. So I took a bunch of pictures. I'll put them up on the on the blog and you can check those out. And we had a great time. Andrew went with me and we packed up some stuff and uh, went and had uh, ice cream out there at the Mercantile and took pictures of the lake and the pretty scenery out there. And then we went and visited a friend that has a fireworks stand out there named Dino. He's a great guy and hung out with him and talked with him and uh, it was great. And then we went to, over to the church and I spoke that night at a gathering that they had. Had a great time. Uh, it was very, very fun. And uh, in fact, why don't I, I'll just share just a little tiny bit about a one minute little segment. It's not a very good recording, but I had a little digital recorder with me. But here's kind of what I was talking about. There was a whole lot of smell going on when they were offering things up to God. It was an aroma, a sacrifice they were making. They were taking something that was valuable to them, that was their livelihood, their, what their nourishment, the thing that made them tick, and they would put it on the altar to God, and they'd burn it up as a sacrifice to God. 
And you know that that translates over to us, that God wants us to give our lives as a sacrifice, not on an altar made with wood, but a life lived for Him, burnt up for Him. I mean, if we're going to be used, we might as well be used by God. You ever have somebody use you? It really hurts, doesn't it? But when God uses you, it energizes you. It turns your life around. What I did is I took two hula hoops with me, a Faberware grill and a steak, and also some Superman logos with tape on the back of them. And and what I did, the whole message was centering around how do you smell? When the heat's turned up, what do you smell like? And so I actually barbecued a steak in the middle of the sanctuary while I was talking, and the smell got all over the place. And I was talking about how, you know, um, I don't know if, if you're familiar with, but in the Old Testament it talked about, like, sacrifices being made where they'd split you know, cows and stuff, and they'd put them on the altar and they'd burn them up, you know, sacrifice them to God and all this stuff. And and how, you know, that isn't what the time that we live in anymore. Um, those were just types and shadows of the fact that God wants us to be a sweet-smelling sacrifice in our own life. And how, you know, there's nothing like a good barbecue smell, I'm telling you what. Unless you're, of course, a vegetarian and then you don't like them very much. But, man, I put that steak on it started to smell good in there. And you know what? Those folks will never forget the fact that God wants our lives to smell good when the heat's turned up. And you really find out what's on the inside of you when you start turning the heat up. And that's what I, that was what my whole message was about is, you know, living uh, life as a friend and being used by God, not used by people, but used by God, being an influence in people's lives for the good, helping people out and serving God with a genuine heart. And that was what my message was all about. Had a great time out there. Uh, Pastor Gary and Carmen are just great people. And then Rusty West. Oh, you got to go to the RustyWestProject.com. It's hilarious. That guy is on tour, and he is awesome. He's their youth guy. I've known Rusty for a long time. Knew him when he when he wasn't serving God. Knew him when he did serve. And it, now that he does serve God, and he's got some amazing music. You really should uh, listen to some of it. I should play some of it for you because it's so, so good. You'd really, really like it. But anyway, head on over there. I'll put a, a link in the website uh, notes or the, the website, the podcast notes at takehimwithyou.com. Check it out. Okay, so I've been watching a little bit of the summertime TV. Some of the shows that we watch during the summer, um, Burn Notice, uh, In Plain Sight. Um, my, my wife's been watching Royal Pains. I haven't watched that yet. Um, there's a show called The Listener. But we always like... Um, Law and Order, and right now the Criminal Intent has it on the USA Channel. Um, has um, a brand new actor, well, not brand new actor, but I mean he's been around for a while. That Jeff Goldblum is that how you say his last name? Anyway, he was played in Jurassic Park. I've always liked Jeff. I thought he he's a great actor, and I, he's kind of quirky. Anyway, he's um, starring now in Law and Order: Criminal Intent, and I have to say, he's awesome. He really brought the show back up into a, a great realm of. Uh, it's fascinating watching the show. He's just um, he just brings a different dimension to it. So I'm I'm really enjoying Law and Order: Criminal Intent. Of course, now they share that between the, the two teams. And last year, I didn't like the the second team at all. I didn't I wasn't really into it. But I really like the mix they have now because I look forward to watching it every week as a result of that. Because I think both teams are really good on Law and Order: Criminal Intent. Do you watch that show? You should let me know if you do. I'd like to know what you think of Law and Order. I like the regular one. I like Criminal Intent. Um, uh, what's the other one? Um, SVU, I think it is. Um, anyway, that's okay. It's a little intense for me, but um, anyway, Law and Order, kind of fun. Uh, I always like a good mystery. You know, it reminds me of the old Columbo days and all that kind of stuff. I, I've always enjoyed those type of shows where they have uh, courtroom scenes and investigations and who done it type of stuff. I, I just enjoy those kind of plot lines and kind of makes me want to guess who who did this and who did that and it's just great. Law and order. Write to me, let me know if you like it. Rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's Rick at takehimwithyou.com. We would love to hear from you. Review this would be awesome if you would write to us. Oh let's see. How about some in the in the area of geeky realm um, the other day I was on Facebook and one of my relatives posted that Kathy posted a little thing. Uh, she's my sister-in-law posted a little thing about um, backing up her computer. And I realized I hadn't backed up for a while. So I have a, I went and got myself a terabyte 
hard drive. It was like a hundred bucks. It's not very expensive. And I got it and I just I try to back up my stuff on a regular basis because I don't know if you've been into computers very long, but if you don't back up things, you can be in a world of hurt. You can lose quite a bit of important things. I recommend at least a monthly backup, if not a weekly backup, of your important files, stuff that you couldn't live without if you lost. I, you know, I had uh, I had another career for about 11, 12 years in full-time ministry uh, at a at a church, and I had backed up all my stuff, and I lost my backups even. So I, I, I know what it's like to lose a bunch of stuff. You don't want to lose that. So uh, important. If you have a computer, obviously you do. You're listening to this, or you're downloading it onto your iPod. Back up your stuff. Back up your emails. Back up your documents. Back up your financial records because you don't want to lose them. I saw this really cool online service that you could do for like four ninety five a month. You could back up your whole hard drive and keep it somewhere besides your house. I thought that was kind of cool. I only had a couple of concerns like hacking. What if people got in and took your files or whatever? I don't, I'm sure they have good um, security and all that stuff. But anyway, backing things up is really important. I do a couple of different ways. I just got an external hard drive, USB, and plug it in and just dr- drop and drag the files over to my USB drive. Um, you could, you know, make CDs of it if you want. It just takes a lot of CDs or DVDs. You can record it onto DVD. Uh, but I think probably the easiest thing to do is just go buy yourself a little external hard drive and, um, you know, take your hard drive and just mask it over to the other one so you have all your files. Very important to stay backed up. I don't know why I needed to say that, but I just thought I should. It's just very important to back up. Back your stuff up, man. Okay, let's see. Uh, all sorts of great stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to do a little contest. Yeah, a contest. You could win something fun. And you'll really like what I'm giving away. Actually, I'm going to give away two of them. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we'll play this and we'll be back with words of wisdom and then the contest. I'll take him with you. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! (laughs) Jenny and Kenny, you're so cool. You need to listen to their program. It's very fun. It's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take In With You. Today, we are in Psalm chapter 91. We're in the Message Bible today. In verse 1, it says, You who sit down in the high God's presence, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow, say this, God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. That's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His huge, outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. Fear nothing, not wild wolves in the night, not flying arrows in the day, not disease that prowls through the darkness, not disaster that erupts at high noon. Even though others succumb all around, drop like flies right and left, no harm will even graze you. You'll stand untouched. Watch it all from a distance. Watch the wicked turn into corpses. Yes, because God, your refuge, the high God, your very own home, evil can't get close to you. Harm can't get through the door. He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. If you stumble, they'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from falling. You'll walk unharmed among lions and snakes and kick young lions and serpents from the path. If you'll hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care. If you'll only get to know and trust me, call me and I'll answer. Be at your side in bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. I'll give you a long life, give you a long drink of salvation. There you go, chapter 91 of Psalms. Uh, from the Message Bible on Take Him With You. I want to encourage you to tune in on Wednesdays and download the program for the Midweek Booster. 
We're just starting a brand new book. We're going to be in Philippians, and I think you'll really enjoy that. We'll read one chapter a week. So uh, tune in for that or download it or do whatever you do to get the program. Subscribe on iTunes or however you're listening to this. Go for it and, and take a listen. I think you'll really enjoy the Midweek Booster. That's on Wednesdays from Take Him With You. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Well, as you know, the Moyer family has been doing an experiment here with a podcast and seeing if we can not only bring encouragement to people every week and do a cool program like this, but we've also been trying to make a living and paying the bills at the same time. The only way we can do that is if you could help with us. You know, if everybody listens to that listens to this program, because we have a, quite a number of people now listening every every month and every week, if everybody would give a little bit, like if, if, if everybody give 20 or 30 bucks a month, we'd have more than enough money to keep this podcast coming to you and uh, doing all the cool things that we do. In fact, today we're going to do a contest, which will be kind of fun. Those kind of things cost money. And of course, the electric bill and gas money and all that jazz costs stuff too. So if you could find it in your heart, that would be so awesome if you would subscribe to our newsletter and uh, we charge $20 or more a month for that, whatever you feel like you, you can give. If you don't have the money and you still want the newsletter, we'll give it to you for free. So it's not like we're trying to make a whole lot of money off this. We're just trying to uh, pay the bills. So if you have, find it in your heart, go to our website, takehimwithyou.com. Click on the donate button or subscribe to our newsletter, and we would very much appreciate that. Thank you so much for helping us continue to bring encouragement to people all around the world from Take Him With You. Bless you. Well, as you know, we have been covering quite a bit of different um, topics in the area of destroying depression here on Take Him With You over the past couple of weeks. I've been using a book called In the Pursuit of Happiness by Frank Minner. And it's called In the Pursuit of Happiness, Choices That Can Change Your Life. And it's a great book. It came out in 2004, about five years ago, and a lot of people have got it and enjoyed it and I want to give away two copies of it I uh, I bought some used copies so they're not like in immaculate you know uh, well they're fine they'll, they'll work fine but I want to give them away and so if you'd like to win that I'll just ship them right to you you can be overseas or wherever you are if you want one here's how you enter the contest all you do is put in the subject line of an email I'm happy Okay, that's all you got. I'm happy. And then simply write a little comment about why you like Take Him With You. I'll put everybody that sends an email with the subject line, I'm happy, I'll put your name in a hat, and I will draw out two names on next week's program. And whoever those two names are, you will get the book, and I'll send it to you so you can really enjoy this is a great book. I think you'll really like it. In Pursuit of Happiness, Choices That Can Change Your Life by Frank Minnerth, MD. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy. That's what you put in the subject line of your email. And email it to rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. Write a few comments of why you like Take Him With You. And I'll put your name. Make sure you have your email. Well, obviously, if you email me, I'll have your email address. But put your contact info in there. And uh, I will draw out of the hat whoever puts their name or whoever sends me an email. I'll put their name in a hat, draw out the names, two names, and each of you will get a book. And I'll send it to you in the mail. Okay? Everybody qualifies. Doesn't matter how old you are. Okay? 
All right. Can be anybody. Only enter once. I'm happy. On the subject line. I'm happy. Got it? Okay. Maybe you'll win from taking with you. Our first contest. How exciting. Yeah. Win a book. That's cool. On taking with you. How cool is this podcast? That means that you, excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast, are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you finish listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here, from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On. Well, it's time once again for Food for Thought. I think you'll really enjoy today. It's called Messing with Stressing. I'll take it with you. about you but I deal with stress all the time and you know as I was growing up I didn't even know really I didn't even know what stress was until I had to pay the bills you know I remember moving out of the house when I was like 18 years old and getting not getting along with my parents and you know because I knew everything and I got out of the house started got in a little apartment and realized that I had to pay for everything everything that was stressful you know I I've had my first dose of stress I mean, legitimate stress, you know, growing up, I, I know there's some different tough things that go on in families, but wow, when you're on your own and you got to pay the bills, that's a stressful situation. But what I found was really interesting over time and over life that stress in our lives can cause some serious problems in other areas. In other words, we might be going through a rough time. We might have a physical problem going on or an emotional problem going on or or just things get out of whack in different areas and we wonder why. And we can relate it all back to the area of stress. Now you may, you know, you may think to yourself, wow, I you know, I do have a lot of different things going on. I mean, I don't know what's going on. It it could be stress. Stress could be causing a lot of problems. In reading the this book that I'm giving away this week, by the way, I'm, I'm I am giving a, a two copies of The Pursuit of Happiness by Frank Minnerth, MD. Uh, to uh, people that will write in on an email and write in, I'm happy in their subject line, and then uh, put a comment about taking with you in the in the body of the message, and uh, I will put all those names in a hat, and you can win one of these uh, one of these books. You can enjoy the book for yourself. But what I found was stress was causing a lot of problems for me. They have a whole chapter in the book on stress, and I thought it was fascinating as I begin to read it. I had a lot of answers to some of the questions that I had about why I was going through some depression. Now, I uh, like I said it before in my cast, I, I have not really experienced a whole lot of depression in my life because I've been pretty happy-go-lucky. What I found, though, is that with increased amount of stress in my life, it can if, if it's not treated, if you don't take care of yourself, the depression can set in, and then you're wondering why you're all depressed. Well, a lot of times it's because we've got we've had a lot of stressful things happen. In our life. Now, in the book, it talks about what stress is. And basically, stress is really close to anxiety and worry, but anxiety and worry are basically internal struggles that we deal with. Stress, though, is a state of physical, mental, or emotional tension caused by external conditions. So, this stress would be really something that, that comes from something from the outside. Anxiety and worry would be what comes from the inside, how we're dealing with things. But stress is something that we don't have a whole lot of control over. I mean, things come at us, and then how we deal with them then is either we worry about them or we have anxiety or we get peace or we give them over to God. You know, there's lots of different things that we do when we encounter stress. But stress comes from an external force. And I thought that was really, really interesting. There's this test you can take. 
And, uh, and I want to read a few of the things that cause stress. And if you have a pencil or a pen handy, or if you're, you know, if you're driving, don't do this, but you can just take a mental note of it or something. But if you want to take this test when you get home, you can rewind and, and uh, start writing this down. But um, let's talk about the different, um, different things that can cause stress. And there's actually numbers on the side of like the scale of impact, how, how much this kind of stress will impact you. And if you have a certain amount of, of stressors during a year, it says that there can be some serious problems if you don't respond right to stress, if there's, if there's not some help for it. So let's talk about some of the things. Uh, coming in at number one, the death of a spouse, obviously, that gives you 100 points there. Um, how about a divorce? That's up there at 73 um, marital separation, 65. Jail term, 63. Uh, death of a close family member, 63. Personal injury or illness, 53. Marriage, getting married, 50. Fired at work, 47. Uh, marital reconciliation, 45. Retirement, 45. Change in the health of a family member, 44. Uh, pregnant, if you get pregnant, 39. Um, sexual difficulties, 39. Uh, gain of a new family member, 39. Uh, business readjustment, 39. Change in financial state, 38. Death of a close friend, 37. Uh, change to a different line of work, 36. Change in a number of arguments with your spouse, 35. If you have a mortgage over $10,000, stressor number, 31. Uh, foreclosure on a mortgage or a loan, 30. Change in responsibilities at work, 29. A son or a daughter leaving home, that's also at 29. A few more. Uh, trouble with in-laws, 29. Outstanding personal achievement, 28. Uh, wife begins or stops work, 26. Begin or end school, 26. Change in living conditions, 25. Revision of personal habits, 24. Trouble with your boss, 23. Uh, change in residence or working hours, 20. Uh, or conditions, change in schools, 20, change in recreation, 19, change in church activities, 19, change in social activities, 18, a mortgage or a loan less than 10,000, 17, and then a couple more, changes in sleeping habits, 16, changes in number of family get-togethers, 15, changing in eating habits, 15, vacation, 13, Christmas, 12, and minor violations of the law, 11. Now, this is really, really interesting. That if you've experienced, if you if you go through there and add some of those things up, if you've experienced more than uh, you know five or six hundred in a year, you you've got some serious stressors in your life. Um, and I, you know, I've went, went through a couple three years where I had uh, way over the top six, eight hundred, almost a thousand in some of the areas, and that really causes your body to have some interesting challenges because you see. Stress isn't always just a negative thing that happens. Sometimes it's positive things, too. Stress just simply, um, I don't know, it heightens everything on the inside of us, and it, and it does cause different things inside of us. Um, they did this test at the Minerth Clinic. Um, the, the guy that wrote the book did this test on, and found that the top three stressors were relationship issues, financial or job or career issues, and loss issues. So it relational, um, financial and job, career type of things, and then loss issues if you lost somebody or lost a job or lost, you know, that kind of thing. So I want you to think about for a moment what type of things have you gone through that could have been causing st- or can be causing stress in your life right now. And, and then it's really interesting to see how we respond to stress. Different things cause different types of stress, and different people are stressed over different things. So if you've got a friend going through something, they may not have the same level of stress because of the situation as you do because of your situation. It all really is unique to the personality that you have and how you handle stress. How we perceive things really determines our response to stress. If we feel threatened or if we feel like it's overwhelming, then we can do a lot of different things as a result to stress. And I'll talk about what those things are in just a moment. But, you know, stress is an interesting thing because just in the natural, if you have a machine um, that uh, like a, a motor or 
Uh, I mean, the reason auto mechanics make a lot of money is because stress on a machine causes it to break down. Just the same as stress on a human being causes us to break down as well. You can only run so long uh, with, with stress going on until finally something gives. And I think sometimes we in here, at least in, in the modern times, we live in a, in a day and age where stress is so prevalent that it's no wonder that we have a lot of problems. No wonder that we have a lot of physical problems as a result of stress in our lives because we just we kind of live to the max all the time. And as a result of that, our bodies wear out. Our emotional state of being wears out when we're completely stressed all the time. So what would be really, really cool is to find out some ways to stop the stress or to reduce the stress in our lives. We're never going to stop it, but reduce the stress in our lives so that we can live more productive, happy, and longer lives. I'll never forget when I was a young man, um, not saying I'm not that young, but I'm not that young anymore. Anyway, when I was a young man, I remember uh, going through some, some really rough times at the church that we were involved in. And uh, it caused a lot of stress in my life. And I'll never forget, we were up at a picnic at the, a bunch of people were over and we were eating food and my heart started to skip and do all these palpitations. I was only in my my, my 20s and uh, my chest started to tighten and I got really scared and they all prayed for me and everything. And then I went and got checked out at the doctor and they determined that I was fine. My heart was fine. Everything was fine. But the doctor said, um, let me ask you some questions and went through this test on stress. And certainly, that's exactly what was going on. My body had started to react to the stress that I was feeling over this situation. And my my heart was just doing weird things. I mean, some people break out in rashes. Other people get tired and just want to sleep all the time. It's just our bodies do different things when we come in contact with stress. So, you know, a lot of people get even more stressed because they think they're dying. They think they have a horrible disease or something. And really, all it is is that they're in a very stressful situation and their bodies are breaking down because of the stress. Once you clear up the stress or you at least get some some relief from the stress, then those symptoms disappear. And I think that's just really interesting. I know a lot of times in my life I've had things I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm in trouble. And then I go to the doctor, get checked out, and it wasn't a big deal. It was stress. I mean, stress is a big deal, but it wasn't like something physically wrong with me. It was just because I wasn't handling the emotional trauma or the feelings that I was having in a, in a good way. I wasn't dealing with the stress in a correct manner. And as a result of it, the rest of my body started to break down and started to do weird things. So, you know, I want to give you some hope out there. If you've, if you've been, um, you know, going through some rough things, and you're thinking, man, something's wrong with me. You know, take a look at your stress level first off and see if that might be causing some of the problems. Stress does some funny things to us. And all of us are different in the way that we handle stress. All of us are different in the way that we we uh, react to it as well. So, uh, yeah, let's find out a few ways to reduce some stress because I, I know that would really, really help. I mean, I remember when we started going through some real rough times, how I began to... Um, I went from being real happy and go lucky and being creative to not being really creative at all. I didn't I didn't want to do any... I didn't want to write songs anymore. I didn't want to do write scripts anymore for plays. I didn't want to write poems. I... I wasn't really excited about life. And then I'd like yell at the kids and and it just kind of went from, just got worse and worse. And, and what I found was I was just, I was not dealing well with stress left untreated. Stress can kill you. It really can. It can destroy your dreams. It can destroy your marriage. It can just destroy your relationship with your kids and eventually it can destroy your life. So stress is really not a, it's not something to be played with. It's not something to toy with. It is something important to deal with. And I think especially for every one of us that live here in these modern times, we need to evaluate our stress level and do what we need to do to be healthy. You know, there's always going to be an amount of stress in our lives, but how we deal with it really depends on how our bodies and our our whole life, our emotional state of being and everything, how that turns out is how we deal with it. So we're going to go through some of those things. My son Nathan had a an SUV that he bought a few years ago that was used and uh, he learned a real big lesson here this last uh, few months when he forgot to check the fluids. And so he didn't check the oil a whole lot and he had blown a head gasket a while back and they had got that fixed with a friend of his had uh, worked on the car and got it or the truck got it all back together and and it was going fine but the friend had said now make sure 
that you check the levels in your car or your truck because you don't want it to be stressed. Well, he didn't check it and drove it a lot. And, well, you know, in an engine, the reason that you have oil in the engine is to reduce the amount of stress of the moving parts. And the oil lubricates the engine so that it takes less stress. Well, in the same way, he didn't check the, the levels of stuff in his in his truck, and he basically blew up the engine, and it blew the head gasket again, and now it's not worth anything. We had to take it to the junkyard, and a lot of different things happened there. But as a result of it, this here, the whole reason was he wasn't checking the fluids and making sure that his truck was healthy. And you flip that back into our lives, we can only take so much stress until you know we need to make sure that we have all the right fluids going on, you know, and, and in our lives, that would be spiritually, you know, is, is how's our spiritual life going? That would be relationship-wise. How's our relationships going? You know, how are we doing in relationships? There, You know, there's all sorts of different areas that we can look at. In specific, you know, when we were um, um, looking in the book here, uh, the book that we've been reading, relationship issues, financial job career issues, and loss issues. How are we doing... Um, in those areas, and that will let you know if you have the right fluid levels. In other words, are you spending enough time with God? Are you are you uh, exercising to take some of the stress off? Because I know exercise helps take stress off. Um, what are you doing? You know, that's a great question, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's important that we respond to stress in a a real way. Well, I think a lot of it is psychological at first, you know, um, how you how we deal with stress is really important, and stress can have physical effects obviously on us. Um, stress can have emotional effects on us, um, and especially in the area of emotions, when we go through a rough time or something external happens to us, we can either deny that it's going on. A lot of people live in the area of denial. Denial is not just a river in Egypt, but um, bump, but it's sometimes it's what we do. You know, in the book that I'm reading, um, it says that denial is when you refuse to believe that the stressors you're undergoing are affecting you. Or even uh, though to others, it's obvious that you're depressed or you're anxious or you're worried or having other mental, physical signs of stress, you deny it. And, you know, denial, I've done that before. I don't want to I don't want to deal with it so that I deny it or I medicate it, you know, and that's not good for us. So the emotional effects of stress, we don't want to deal with it. Um, uh, through denial or rationalization. How many times have you rationalized what you're going through? It's kind of like denial, but it's it's largely unconscious. And and what it does is it it, it um, I don't know. It, it just we explain it away. We explain things away, and we're rude and we're short. And it may be unhealthy what's going on, but we just explain it away because we don't want to deal with it. Uh, displacement is another thing that people do when they're trying to deal with stress. And that's largely unconscious. Uh, it's a defense mechanism uh, where you cope with stress by displacing it to another individual or even an animal. And, you know, like, you know, when people get like I like talk, talked about last last time about the almost killing our dog. It wasn't because I didn't like the dog. It was because I didn't I wasn't able to handle the whole idea of fixing my truck and trying to do. I was all stressed out about that. So I I took it out on the dog. Well, the dog had done it. But, you know, sometimes we go under we have stress happen in our lives and we take it out on our spouse or we take it out on our kids. It's not even their fault. Or we'll kick the cat or we'll, you know, hit the wall or whatever and then break our knuckles or what. You know, there's lots of different ways that it's called displacement, basically. And and you're trying to not you don't want to deal with the stress. So you just actually cause a more stressful situation by being unkind or hurting something else, trying to get relief from that. And that's not that's not not really good. Uh, some people just go to sleep. They just all of a sudden just lose all the they don't have a will to live. And they just they're just like, I'm just going to sleep. And go into like fantasy land. I hope I can dream, you know, kind of thing. That's how some people deal with stress. Um, let's see. Oh, there's um, a, a technical term called introjection. And the, I don't know what that all means, but it, basically it's also an unconscious defense mechanism where you deal with stress by accepting responsibility beyond what's realistic. And I, I know I just got done counseling with a couple that's going to be, uh, I'm going to do their marriage coming up in August. And uh, we talked about this. We talked about how um, which individual in the relationship tends to say, well, it's all my fault. 
and they take on more responsibility than they really should. Sometimes when bad things happen to us or we get stressed out, um, we in or, instead of dealing with the stress or calling it what it really is, we'll just say, well, I deserved it, or I was a bad person, or I did this, or I did that. When it really isn't our fault, we take way too much responsibility for what's going on. It's an external thing that we didn't cause, but we'll just justify it, and, and it's called interjection. And then um, you don't have to blame that person, but but you blame yourself and you feel guilty about it, and that's stress can get you that way too. Um, sometimes uh, projection is is different than introjection. It's it's opposite of it, and basically you start putting on you 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 look at other people and think that they are the fault of everything, and and don't take responsibility for your role in things. So. You know, there's all sorts of things that stress can do to you. Passive aggressive. A lot of people are passive aggressive, and that's um, in the passive aggressive defense mechanism. You respond to stress in a passive way. So, for example, you fail to complete a job or arrive late for an appointment, um, or through various other behaviors, act passively rather than straightforwardly and assertively. And that's that stress can do that to you. That's how sometimes we'll act out things. We can intellectualize things. Sometimes we deal with stress by trying to control our environment, trying to be bossy and try to control everything and make sure that nobody's going to hurt us and they're not going to do this to me, and we get, get controlling. Um, there's all sorts of other things. Some defense mechanisms, however, in the area of stress can be healthy. Like um, some people say that daydreaming is bad, but you know daydreaming it gives some people hope. There's nothing wrong with daydreaming as long as you do it, in, you know, on time when you're not, you know, you shouldn't be doing it during work and stuff like that. But daydreaming isn't such a bad thing. Um, it's a good defense mechanism. It, it kind of helps you to, you know, look at things in, in a little different light. Laughter. Sometimes people just laugh, and that's a great defense mechanism to stress. That dissolves stress pretty fast when you just begin to laugh because you can either laugh or you can cry. And, you know, laughter is fun and laughter is good. And it actually it actually releases good chemicals into our system when we're laughing. They've actually done studies on that, that if you laugh, it'll help you out stress-wise way much. Uh, forgiveness is another really good response, a defense mechanism to stress. If you can forgive, you know, if you live a, forgi- a forgiving life, it goes a long ways because bitterness and and you know, um, revenge and spitefulness and meanness and being angry all the time. That's a stress. That's a very, it's very stressful on us. And if we can live a forgiving life, boy, that's really the way to go. And, you know, the Bible does talk about that in Ephesians uh, chapter four. It says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking, but be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Um, since the number one stress factor we see uh, that they see in the clinics and stuff is anger uh, of, towards other individuals, forgiveness is probably one of the greatest defenses for stress when you just let it go. And of course, you know what I'm going to say because I always do that faith is really a great defense. It probably relieves stress better than anything else when you have faith in God that uh, He, you know, that Scripture is good and it'll help you, and God is on your side and He's not going to. Leave you alone, and and uh, he can take care of anything that comes your way. So faith in God is really a great defense mechanism against stress. Love is a, another good one. You know, when you can actually be a giving person and and accepting of genuine Christian love, it's a wonderful defense against the feelings that we have when we're stressed of loneliness or inferiority or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Love's a choice. It's a behavior that we choose to do. And when we choose to do that, the stress level goes down. You know, the other thing that helps, um, and this is really true, you know, in the Catholic Church, they've kind of figured this out. You know, the reason some people go to confession isn't just because it's biblical. I mean, biblically, it's important that we confess our sins. It's it's important that we talk to somebody about the struggles that we have. But, you know, in the area of stress, sometimes confession really helps. Now, I'm not saying you need to go to your local Catholic church and go to confession, but because I really do believe that you right now, wherever you're at, you can confess to God. You can talk to a good friend or somebody you love and care about and just you know talk about, hey, this is what I'm feeling like. And, you know, I did this and it's really bugging me or, or whatever. Forgiveness is really, it, well, guilt is what causes massive stress. When we're guilty about something, it puts a lot of stress on our lives. That's why I think it's really important that we come to faith in God, because God is the one that takes the guilt out of our heart. 
even though we deserve, you know, all that we get, God is the one that forgives us and cares about us, and he takes away that sting of that guilt. Not that you can go and do whatever you want, but I think if you live for God, he shows you, way to li- shows you ways to live where you love people instead of hurt people. But if you're feeling guilty, that's a stressful situation, so confession is good. Um, restitution is another thing that, that people do to relieve stress, and that is if you've wronged somebody, it always feels so good to go back and just make it right. You know, if you stole from them, it's always good to just, you know, get whatever you can and give it back to them. Uh, if you've hurt somebody, it's always good to go and say, please forgive me for hurting you. Um, if you've done something mean to somebody, it's always d- good to go back and be kind to them. So on and so f- so forth. Restitution is, is a real good stress reliever. And, um, you know, the other thing is is just making a choice and a conscious choice to do things differently than you did before. You know, if you're doing something that is causing a lot of stress in your life, you might want to look at it and say, maybe I'm not getting the desired re- um, results to this. They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And I mean, how many, I mean, I can raise my hand and say, I've been guilty of being completely insane then because I've done some things over and over, hoping that they come out different when I know they're going to come out the same they always have. But uh, that causes a lot of stress, doesn't it? Sure. You know, stress can also have spiritual effects on our lives. Um, it can really, uh, it can really diminish the whole feeling that God is is around us and that He loves us and cares about us. Sometimes we can get into stress and, and anxiety and junk like that, and pretty soon we lose our perspective because we're not relying on God anymore. We're we're just so obsessed with our our problems and the things that we're going through. But uh, stress can really have some some rough rough things on us spiritually. So how do we overcome stress? We talked about a little bit of it, but I, I think um, there are three things that the book talks about that I think are pivotal in our lives of overcoming stress. Let's talk about those because I, th- I think they're really good. Then I'm going to play a song that I wrote for you that I think you'll really enjoy. Here we go. Overcoming stress. This is so good. And this I'm getting the, the overcoming part in The Pursuit of Happiness, Choices That Can Change Your Life by Frank Minner. And I'm giving away that book. So check it out on the blog and, and find out how you can win the book or get a copy yourself. Well, the very first thing that uh, the book talks about in overcoming stress is to, number one, change your perception through Scripture. Now, stress is all about perception. When we perceive things as a threat or whatever, then we begin to react and we get stressed. Well, the Scriptures are written in order to alter our perception. In other words, the more we trust in what God says about us and what he says about life and we follow that, the, 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 the different ways that we react to life then come into play. Like before I received Christ into my life and I asked him to be my boss and, and, I, and I really had a relationship with God, before I did that, I reacted completely different to some situations. After I became a Christian or, or a believer, what happened is that when I would get hit with the same type of problem, I would have a different answer in mind because I've been reading a passage of Scripture that talks about, you know, if you know if your enemy does this to you, then turn around and bless him or whatever. I would react differently because I had read the Scripture and my perception was different. In other words, I didn't see them as attacking me as much as they were going through a rough time and they didn't understand what they were doing. That changes and alters the way that we deal with things. Like recently, um, when when I resigned my position at the church I was at, um, I was upset because of what some was some of the things people were saying about me, some leadership was saying about me, and I took it far too personally. I perceived it as an attack against me when, in fact, God was trying to move me into something new and different. When uh, you know, I didn't need to to freak out over that. But see, I had to go into Scripture and find out. Oh, okay, wait a second. Now, um, I'm I am. I have to to not take it so personally. They weren't out to get me. God wanted me to move into a different arena. Well, if He wanted me to do that, then why was you know why was I freaking out? Why was I getting so upset, so stressed over it when I should have just been embracing it and saying, you know what, God, I'll do whatever You want me to do. And and it, see, it changes and it alters our perception when we get into the Bible. You know, and when I read in there, you know, you know, a stranger's or you'll know my voice, and a stranger's voice you will not follow. That's a scripture. I said, you know what? I know the voice of God. And God's telling me to do this podcast. God's telling me to uh, get out of this thing that I was in and, and go towards a different direction. And I should have just listened to him when I was, you know, reading through there and going, oh, okay. See, scripture alters our perception. 
So that's one of the first things of overcoming um, stress is to change our perception through Scripture. Sometimes what you can do is you can write on in one, you can take a piece of paper and write on one side of it all the things that, the, that you're feeling and stressed about, and then on the other side go find scriptures that answer those things. And then you look at your paper and you go, "Wow, I had no idea God could answer so much of those things." The biggest thing, though, that I think is tremendous is number two, and that's develop a fighting spirit. Develop a fighting spirit. They did this research with with ladies that had breast cancer. And the ones that just kind of felt hopeless and didn't fight, they died quickly. They just, it just took them out. But the ones that developed a fighting spirit, who so said, no, I'm not going to allow this cancer to kill me. I am going to live, and I'm going to go for it. Those they, they lasted far longer, and many of them are alive today as a result of their fighting spirit. See, I think that's really important. When stress comes on us, we have a choice. We can either succumb to it and just get depressed and get angry and, and just let our lives go down the toilet, or we can fight it and say, no, I am not going to allow stress to kill me. It's not going to kill my loved ones. It's not going to kill me. I will not let stress win. I am going to win because God is on my side, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after what God wants for me. That's a whole different story, and I just love that part of it. That's really what I'm determining now. Even after going through a season of, of hurt and feeling you know, rejected and all these other things, I'm realizing now a lot of my problem with depression was because of stress. Now I'm deciding to kick uh, stress in the butt, and I'm going to go forward. And I'm, I, am, I am working right now to fight against any of this junk that's trying to pull me and my family down, and I'm going to go forward. And I recommend it to you. You know, develop a fighting spirit. I think it's really, really important. And um, you'll see in the Bible that it actually talks about that. And and you see, like, Nehemiah, uh, we could do a whole study on that. Uh, but it says, he. but we prayed to our God, and we posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. And after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. Indeed, we must fight back. And I think that's just so good to have a fighting spirit inside of us that says, I am not going to allow negative circumstances or stress to take me out. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to fight it. I think that's great. And then the third and final thing that they talk about in overcoming stress is to alter our lifestyle. You know, if we live a a high-level stress life, I mean, I want you to think about it for a minute. If you are in a really high level of stress in your life, perhaps altering our lifestyle would help alleviate some of our stress. Now, what does that mean? Well, we may need to slow down. We, we may need to get a different job. It, it, we may need to go on a vacation or move out to the country. We may need to lay aside some of our burdens and avoid certain individuals that cause stress or bring an end to some, some ongoing stressors in our lives. Maybe we have some relationships we need to get out of. Maybe we need to stop doing some of the things that we're doing that's causing the stress. It's worth making changes in our lifestyle if it means that we'll be less stressed. You know why? We'll live longer. We'll be better people to be around. And it'll help our lives. So there's a lot of information there to think about. And I don't know, messing with stressing. Stress can kill you. So it's really, really important that we we take time in our lives to really look at our stress level and take steps to reduce stress in our lives. Can I pray for you? Father, I lift up every person listening right now, and I just thank you, God, that you are the God of peace, that you bring peace to us when we ask for it, and you help us out. I pray, God, for every single one of us that is going through stressed times, that you would help us to be able to reduce the stress in our lives. Lord, we do ask that you would help us and you would relieve some of the stress. And and, and we pray, God, that you would help us develop a fighting spirit, that we would say, no way, we're not going down because of stress. We're going to go forward, and we're not going to let stress get us down. And then, uh, last but not least, God, would you give us the ability to change some of the areas of our life to reduce the stress? Uh, God, give us the courage if we need to change jobs. Give us the courage that we need if we need to change some relationships. Lord, would you give us the courage that it would take to change some of the places we go or some of the things we do so that we might have less stress in our lives? God, one thing's for sure. We want to love the people around us, 
and we want to be better people here living on this earth. So help us, Lord, to get rid of the stress as we cast our care on you, because, Lord, we know you care for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I hope you enjoyed the program. Listen, I'm going to play a song that I wrote for you called Out of the Box. And uh, sometimes we get uh, so stressed that we we feel all, all enclosed in this little box and we can't get out. And so I want to play a song that I think will help you. And at the end, I will introduce next week's subject. So enjoy. Yeah! you can jam to a little bit more uh, next week i'm going to cover a great subject called good grief 
and we're going to talk about grief and loss and how to deal with it in a godly way so that you can get on with life because there's a lot of times when we get hit with something hard and we get stuck there. So wouldn't it be fun to be able to get out of that mire and that junk and and just kind of go forward with life? Let's talk about it. What does it mean to lose someone that's close to you? Or how do we deal with losing a job or losing a friendship or um, just whatever? you could? There's lots of things we can lose, but uh, how do we deal with that? And what can we do to take steps to go forward with life? should be very, very fun. Okay, join me next week for taking with you. And if you get a chance, go on over to the website and uh, click on Donate and help Amy and I out as we do this every single week. Uh, as an encouragement to you and if you could encourage us by supporting us with just a little bit if everybody gave a little bit we'd have more than enough to take care of all the bills so if you could find that in your heart please uh, head on over to takehimwithyou.com we'd also like to hear from you Uh, email me at rick at takehimwithyou.com that's rick at takehimwithyou.com and see you next week don't ever forget to take him with you take him with you is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved.